Samurott is the formidable Pokemon. He's the um, Samurott. No, that is not a title. No, I, I uh, refuse. <laughs> Dewat or Dewot D- D- is the discipline Pokemon. <laughs> Come on. And okay, now now given those two, what do you think Oshawott is? The playful Pokemon. The sea otter Pokemon. Come oh, on. come on. <laughs> gotcha. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. April Community Day features a snake in the grass, but not in a bad way. Rayquaza is about to have its Wayquaza with our raid passes. Gengar gang, it's time to get Mega. Spring into spring, among other things, in the April overview. And more in this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 137. It's March 23rd, yet another tuesday evening admittedly a little bit rainy but what are you gonna do i'm your host chris and as always i'm joined by my co-host kyle hiya what up kyle how's it going it's going okay right now that's that's good that's passable i'll take that over anything below that bar that you've now set i think that's the lowest the bar can be set before i'm like oh do we need to do we want to talk about that first or uh, (laughs) well good it's good to hear that you're doing well Uh, before we get started here shout out to a brand new patron of ours barry cherry you might remember the name from an email last week so thank you very much barry cherry it's good to have you appreciate it if you need any help accessing the discord feel free to reach out okay kyle we set some goals last week try as we might to maybe have not done that we did we did uh, and now it's time to face the music are you ready no great that's what i love to hear okay you're gonna go first as always as is tradition that you yeah. never agreed to uh, So the first one was evolve tynamo all the way up no i didn't do that okay it's a no go <laughs> on mr dynamo 40 million experience total <sighs> i didn't do that one either oh my gosh okay that one i feel bad about but that yeah hey what are you gonna do platinum evolution metal no I actually just didn't do that at all, mostly because I forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the ones where if you forget about it, there's no chance. There's no chance. Yeah. Hatch 50 eggs. Yeah, I, I did do that one. Woo, weird. Out of all those ones, you hatched 50 <laughs> eggs. Who are you? <laughs> nice. One out of four. That's the was, Kyle we know. It was one love. of those weeks. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, for myself, it was to hit 80 and a half million experience. I only hit 80 million. I didn't play too hard this week uh but that's all right i had other goals rank 10 in gbl i did it i did it and evolve a tiny all the way i just did that before we got started <laughs> so two out of three time to take the belt back thank you very much okay mr kyle you ready to to hop into what is actually going to be kind of a, a jam-packed show we've got several news items a lot of exciting things to discuss some good discussion topics in and of themselves and of course emails and all that good stuff you ready yep okay let's do it yo what up it's the news all right first things first april community day 
This was just announced. It starts with trainers. The featured Pokemon for April's Community Day will be Snivy, the grass snake Pokemon. Yay, Smugleaf. Woo! Kyle's got feelings. We'll get to them in a minute. <laughs> when is this Community Day going to happen? First of all, Sunday, April 11th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. For those of you that need two weeks in advance to get off of your schedule, you still have a chance. You have a few days left to make this happen. Features include Snivy will be appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. Yahoo. Awesome. Evolve Servine, the evolution of Snivy during the event or up to two hours afterward to get a superior that knows the attack. Frenzy Plant. No surprises here. Take a few snapshots during the community day for a surprise. It's going to be Snivy. There will be a special one-time purchase community day box available for 1280 coins, featuring 50 Ultra Balls four star pieces, four mossy lure modules, and an elite charge TM. Now, we've talked a lot of smack about this box in the past, rather passively or sometimes rather specifically. This time, actually, Kyle, I, I kind of feel like th this might be one of the best values we've seen for this box. Yes, but that's a low barrier. <laughs> Sure. I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, four star pieces is worth about 400, maybe a little bit less with the discount by itself. We don't count ultra balls. They're not worth any coins, despite four what they mossy might say. lures. But then mossy lures, technically valuable. But yes, how often have you used one of those lures except just on a whim, just because? Uh, I mean, I've used it to do evolutions, of course, what, back when I needed to get them. But other than that, I haven't really used them other than when I'm out of other lures. <laughs> yeah, and they're bad. They're, they're a bad lure to use. Don't get confused and use these on Community Day because half of their spawns are a specific pool of Pokemon and will not pull Community Day Pokemon so right right it will but it'll also introduce other yeah pokemon into the pool so it's it's strange to see yeah it's kind of like they're implying you should use them but that's not a good idea yeah exactly exactly strange stuff strange strange stuff technically it is pretty okay on value i still wouldn't recommend it <laughs> okay all right i'm still gonna pick it up i could use uh the 50 ultra balls i don't know what i could use out of this i'm just gonna pick it up but additionally for one dollar us or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency you'll be able to access the snivy community day exclusive special research story snivy in the sunshine Stay tuned for when tickets for the Snivy and the Sunshine special research story go live. Tickets are non-refundable, et cetera, et cetera, the usual stuff. Oh, this is new, actually. Please know that the special research will not include an in-game medal. That's new. Hmm. Has that always been there? I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if that's been there or not. Huh, weird. But bonuses are, and here it is, mark your calendars, folks, three times catch Stardust, and of course, instance activated during the event will last for three hours. That's no surprise. But catch Stardust. And it's a starter, and it's Snivy, which is awesome. Okay, Kyle, go ahead. Do your thing. <laughs> Why are you upset? I, I'm upset because we already have Snivy having been released for a previous event. And now I understand you might be saying, but hey, they're giving it to us now. But the point was they used it as a feature previously. And that's what I'm so upset about. So you're not upset about this. You're just still upset about something a long time ago. 
I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but it was a few months ago. Yes, right? it was a few months ago. I mean, no, but I'm I'm upset about how long it took to do this. And the fact that they just used it shiny previously for no reason. Like it wasn't like the event was a big deal. It wasn't like it made sense to feature Snivy. If if it had been really fitting for, you know, the the smug leaf Pokemon, which is not its name, obviously, but that's what we call it. Mm-hmm. then it would have been like, okay, I don't like that you did it, but thematically stuff makes sense, so I don't feel as bad. It was literally just, here is your featured shiny. Here you go. I thought it was for something in particular that it made sense, though. I don't remember it not making no, it, sense. I, I definitely did not feel it made sense when it came out, mm. but if other people want to correct me, that's fine. Okay, so my counter argument would be, what, what situation of Snivy coming back would have made you happy? I won't be upset if in a couple months' time we see Embor and Samurott afterwards. But if we have to now wait another eight months for another starter, this doesn't mean anything to me. Okay, it, all right. So it, so if this is them getting back into the pattern that we were used to before, then you'd be okay with it. Then I'm fine, yeah. Interesting I, I, take. Exactly. Interesting take. So even if they didn't release the other shinies and they still made us wait three or four months before the next one, but they didn't release a shiny prior? Yes. I personally think they put too much of a precedent on releasing starter shinies on Community Day. Starters are a very core part of the Pokemon franchise. Everybody knows that. They made a very obvious pattern and then broke it for no reason for what is... What is a very iconic thing? It it made sense to have something very dedicated to it. A lot of people love these Pokemon. There's always big fans. It made sense to make their shinies available to people who wanted to. I wouldn't say they broke the pattern, and I'm putting air quotes here because the pattern was was introduced by them, but we took it as gospel. So they never no, said but, this is our. I set mean, no, pattern. they didn't. But they nine Pokemon. Yeah. They did yeah. it for nine, three full generations when at the time we only had four out. Right. But what I'm saying is I think that they kind of acknowledged early on that it wasn't a pace that they could keep up. And so they had to break it up somehow. And so they deviated. They did some other experiments, which we saw with the voting and a couple of other things. And now they're finally bringing it back out. And maybe uh, I don't know. It back out. I, I just wouldn't get too hype on it reintroducing i'm doing more air quotes again only kyle can see them that they're reintroducing some sort of pattern i would advise against getting hype about that and that's why i remain negative because i'm not hype about that Hmm. i'm I'm just that's what would make me not disappointed I, i think i would be disappointed if they if they just came out with tepig's shiny without the community day and we didn't get snivy i think this is the right move in this case how do you mean? I think that for the people that were upset that Snivy came out early and were like, oh, no, now we're changing precedent. I think if they had done like a Tepig community first instead of Snivy, that I would have been like, OK, you can get you can get upset because now this is giving weird sorts of treatment to the set of three. Right. Yeah. But in this case, they brought they brought Snivy out and now they're doing Snivy community before the other two, which I think is the proper move. That's I'm not not going to disagree on that. I'm simply saying that now if we end up waiting a significant amount of time for the next starters, if we wait for Tepig and Ashwat, or God forbid, 
they're featured in another event. Could happen. I will be so done. <laughs> if okay. we get another event between now and like the end of the year that has a shiny Tepig as the featured Pokemon. Oh my God. Yeah. I but like, so what upset. if, but what if they just did that for all the rest of the, the starters, they would bring them out featured in an event. And then a few months later, they'd give us the community. That's and that okay became the new pattern. But That's if it was consistent. They're just double dipping in content at that point. That shinies are not content. <laughs> but but shinies aren't the entire community day. The entire community day is the shiny plus a bunch of other things like the bonus and the and the evolution move and th- the time that you get to spend with, you know, your community and stuff like that. Like it's not just the shiny. So it's not like the, it is just the shiny for like 80% of the community. It's what we talk about afterwards, but community day isn't about it's just what we can measure. You know what I mean? I I think outside of the Stardust, the only bonus, the rest of the bonuses are not, and most people don't reasonably take part in them. The average community player is not going to hatch 50 eggs during the six hour window, but they will catch a couple hundred Pokemon if they're playing. Even a casual person is still going to do it because they're just catching. Right. It doesn't take incubators to do it, for example. But how many people do you know actually caught a shiny Snivy prior to this? Uh... A handful at best. Yeah, not not very many. Not very many. Like almost nobody I know has one. And the only reason that we know people is because we're in a larger community online yes. that has a channel for sharing shinies. Yes, correct. You know, if that wasn't the case, I doubt we would have seen one. That doesn't that just makes it worse. I just you're not arguing in favor in my mind. No, I think it is because like the the argument about bringing the shiny up prior is that it steals something from community day, which would imply that yeah, I didn't need community day in order to get the shiny. Yeah, you didn't, but were you going to get one reasonably? Probably not. Snivy's but, uh spawn rate's super low. But now you have now you have something that has deliberately made what was previously a rare shiny less valuable. Which we knew was going to be deliberate uh, because we knew it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. And the point is not necessarily the value of the shiny Snivy because I still believed this this community was going to happen eventually. Of course. Yeah. It was more the value of that event. When a new event comes around, you, you were expecting a new shiny because there's so many to release. They have to fit them into events. Mm-hmm. So when they put a starter as the featured shiny, that's not interesting because we already had the idea of community day you can put something that might be less compelling that people might be more interested in getting because it's featured in that specific event it's kind of the whole situation where paris never got a shiny until the canto tour Mm -hmm. like how did that happen how did paris not fall into a bug event somewhere because they just didn't. That's, that's like kind a great, of a great question. And that and that's kind of my point is because Snivy was featured in that event, another shiny wasn't. Because you know there would have been a shiny. Yeah, I suppose. So from, from that perspective, I think this has merit. From the other perspective, from that same perspective from a different angle, though, where it implies that it diminishes the value of shiny Snivy, I, I don't care about that argument anymore. Because every shiny in this game gets devalued in some way or another because everything comes back. But I think you make a good point by saying it took the place of another shiny. But that being said, I don't think it was disinteresting because you said it wasn't interesting. I think it was incredibly interesting because we were we all talked about it. You were so mad for a week. You're like, God, why did they do it? And you weren't like mad that like, like this is awful. You're just like, why are they doing this? I don't yeah. understand. Yes. Why? 
<laughs> so I don't know. This this could be a return to normalcy to a degree. Um, I think Kyle and I pretty well represent the two different perspectives on this where it's like, yeah, we knew this was going to happen, but it still was a weird decision to make. Or uh, I see why you did this. Sure. Whatever. I don't really care enough to be upset about it. Like it, it you fall into one of those two camps. Um, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. I'm excited for the community day. That's that's for sure. I don't have a shiny snivy at all, and I always love Stardust. So um, I'm disappointed that it's on a Sunday. Otherwise, I'd be talking more about the actual day itself. So I will probably not be taking part in very much of it, unfortunately. Ugh. But I know I miss the Stardust. Just makes uh, me, makes just weak. just make work close. Just I don't know. Yeah. What can you do to make work close? And you like throw something down a drain or something or uh, uh like can make one of the ovens catch fire. That might work. I th- isn't it like with no water, you don't open. So just like yeah. figure out a way to contaminate the water or something. Oh, my gosh. But just steal the filter. <laughs> I'm not like upset that this is a community day itself. Mm-hmm. But until we have more sample size, what it represents doesn't mean anything to me. I guess if that sure. makes sense. Sure. And I, and I'm trying to make the same point though, too, but I, I have to say, you know, despite all of our conversation about the original release of shiny Snivy being kind of like controversial, I didn't see a lot of people on social or chatter in general, like belaboring the point They like acknowledged it, but nobody was ever like negative or went on a campaign about it. Not from what I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think I'm just slightly disappointed because I was expecting April with it bringing a lot nicer weather in the Northern Hemisphere mm-hmm. to have a more compelling new shiny for for people I, to be interested in. But yeah, yeah, that that is that is purely just me. I, I, I own that completely. So but here's the thing, though, too, just on that point, And I swear we'll move on because we're spending a lot of time on this pro this uh, topic. But. I think from their perspective, this is that it is exactly what you described. The starters always bring people out because they're always fan favorites and very, very popular. And so I think that they were like the weather starting to get nicer, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, that this is the ideal candidate because of that reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that perspective. I just don't agree with it. Oh, hey. And that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. This isn't gospel or math or rocket science. It's Pokemon. <laughs> and we're Pokemon just we're, is math. And we're basically that's true. We're basically having a, a marketing conversation at this point in time, though. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll move on from that. Look forward to Snivy Community or don't. It's up to you. <laughs> the next news item is Rayquaza returns to raids for a limited time. Woo! Trainers, a special raid weekend featuring Rayquaza will be happening during the first ever Weather Week event. That's a, that's this upcoming uh, event this week. Rayquaza, the sky high Pokemon, is known to feed on water and particles in the atmosphere. Sounds like it'll be eating well during this rainy and windy event. <laughs> that's not me that's written in can you believe that all right when is this happening (laughs) saturday march 27th at 10 a.m to sunday march 28th at 8 p.m local time truly just the weekend features include rayquaza will be appearing in five star raids alongside therian form thunderous well there we go rayquaza encountered and caught during this time will know the attack hurricane Rayquaza is known to only seldomly descend to the ground, so you won't want to miss out on this chance to catch this legendary Pokemon while it's drawn in by Weather Week. 
little aside here, Niantic has confirmed that the shiny will be available, even yep. though it is not specifically mentioned in the uh, the post. So, Kyle, thoughts, feelings? If you want to talk about recycled shinies and things that come back just to generate hype, how about this? It's it's hard to complain about Rayquaza, though. It is hard to complain about Rayquaza, especially now that we we're all on that XL candy grind. So, yeah, and also Rayquaza is really good. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't complain when it comes back because everybody wants more. It's very true. It's if very this true. was Suicune, you'd have a lot more people being like meh, and only the hardcore stands out there. So true, true. Uh, for those of you that might be newer to the game. Um, or just are coming back after a break because we've gotten a lot of emails from those sorts of folks lately. If you don't have a Rayquaza yet, it's very good. Like Kyle said, incredibly good. Um, it's very popular. The shiny is black instead of green. It's gorgeous. It's yes. Uh, and so if the question is, is this worth my time? The answer is yes. If you have the time to spend and you have the remote raid passes or regular raid passes, if you're lucky enough to be in an area where you can access those gems, uh, this is a great opportunity but little yeah. else to say about that yeah in terms of raiding there is probably little better in the entire pool that you can raid ever aside from rayquaza aside from mewtwo in terms of rayquaza so yeah rayquaza is always worth the time sure is so that being said good luck this weekend we hope that you get a shiny one okay next Last and largest piece of news is the April overview. Trainers, we hope you're prepared for a month of exciting Pokemon encounters and bonuses. Boy, am I. Save Shadow Zapdos from Giovanni. This month, Giovanni will have Shadow Zapdos in his grasp. Oh no, he's got big hands. It's a big bird. If you haven't already, complete the latest Team Go Rocket special research, the higher they fly, to earn a Super Rocket Radar. This will help you track down the Team Go Rocket boss and save Shadow Zapdos. You can also receive a Super Rocket Radar from Time to Research. Time to Research that will be available during the first week of April. Team Go Rocket never rests, trainers, and neither can we. If you haven't finished already, finish up that special research. If you have, there's another chance for Time to Research in order to get one. So that'll be great. <laughs> there you go. That, I know that that question was floating around for a while. I think we addressed it a couple of times yeah. in the past few episodes. So there is your answer. April Research Breakthrough Encounter. Ooh, are you excited? I am excited for this one. From Thursday, April 1st at 1 p.m. to Saturday, May 1st at 1 p.m., you'll encounter male frillish in Research Breakthrough Encounters. So now, this is interesting um, because male frillish only was available as a GBL reward uh, last season. And then with, well, last GBL season. And this newest season season in Pokemon brought female frillish to the wild so now for those of you that didn't do gbl here's your chance for the male frillish (laughs) (laughs) so there you go i'm a little bit sad it's not dark or dragon for those of us that are still working on that like myself but male frillish is a great 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 option thoughts feelings uh hot takes cold takes it's okay i'm glad to get one but it's kind of weird for me that they put it as a reward for Go Battle League and it was kind of a big deal because it took a significant amount of time to get to 20 and then just threw it in the wild. It's like, what was the point of even getting to 20? You, you, you got to use it for like three weeks longer than everybody else. 
that's true and those it, people pumped a bunch of rare candy into it to use exactly it. so it's like it, it it's kind of meh to me i i love frillish like frillish has grown on me a lot as a pokemon so that i'm excited about but mm-hmm. like the overall optics of how frillish has been released into multiple parts of the game is a little bit questionable to me uh yeah i think that's a fair i think that's a fair concern in this case um and now i think we're all kind of thrilled to see it but kyle you usually argue the point as far as the precedent being set it doesn't do well to build up confidence and we're going to have a great conversation about exclusivity later on the show but it doesn't build up a lot of great confidence about working towards some of those seemingly exclusive rewards if then in just a month they're just like and now everybody's got it so I don't know. There's definitely an interesting conversation to be had, but we'll save it for later. Featured Pokemon in five star raids and mega raids. The following legendary Pokemon will be available. The following legendary Pokemon will be appearing in five star raids throughout April. Therian form Tornadus will make its Pokemon go debut in five star raids on Tuesday, March 30th at 10 a.m. And it will depart on Tuesday, April 13th at 10 a.m. local time. Therian form Landorus will pick up where Tornadus left off and then will be out of raids on tuesday april 27th at 10 a.m local time and then after that is incarnate form tornadus incarnate form thunderous incarnate form landers will be appearing at five star raids all three of them in case you missed a window i suppose on tuesday april 27th at 10 a.m local time if you're lucky you might even encounter a shiny tornadus thunderous or landerous now again to specify this is the incarnate forms, not the Therian forms. So Therian forms still are not available to be shiny. This is just incarnate forms rolling around in case you relate to the party, I guess. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I do think so. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I think we had a similar treatment with Reggie's, uh, but they didn't have different forms. So it was a little bit more two dimensional than this. In addition, the following Mega Evolved Pokemon will be appearing in raids. Mega raids, I should say. Houndoom, Manectric, and Abomasnow will be appearing in Mega raids until Sunday, April 4th at 10 a.m. local time. On Sunday, April 4th at 10 a.m. local time, a surprise Mega Evolved Pokemon will be appearing in Mega raids. It will continue to appear in Mega raids for the rest of the month. Stay tuned for more details. Mega Gengar and Mega Manectric will appear in Mega Raids from Monday, April 5th at 10 a.m. to Tuesday, April 20th at 10 a.m. local time. Kyle, are you hyped about Gengar coming back or did you get your fill last time? Uh, I mean, I love that Gengar is coming back, but I don't like spending the time doing Mega Raids. So, yeah, kind of yeah. torn there. That That's fair enough. Mega Venusaur and Mega Abomasnow will appear in Mega Raids beginning on Tuesday, April 20th at 10 a.m. local time. No end date because that's... You know, the next month's deal, I guess. Every Wednesday in April, we'll feel a Raid Hour event from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. Raid Hours will feature the Pokemon appearing in five-star raids that week. As a reminder, you'll gain extra XP for completing five-star raids throughout the season of Legends. Thanks for that reminder. It is a 1.25 times multiplier. Not a whole lot, but a whole lot over a period of time. (laughs) Stay tuned for the May Events blog for more details on the excellent Pokemon that'll be featured in raids after april concludes what an interesting choice of adjective excellent i wonder what that means no idea spotlight hours tuesday 6 p.m to 7 p.m local time there's going to be four of them in april the first tuesday is april 6th that'll be buneary and you get two times transfer candy that day during that hour 
Tuesday, April 13th, Mankey will be in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the XP for evolving Pokemon. Tuesday, April 20th, Grimer's in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the Stardust for catching, which is great. So that's the one to, to look for. April 27th, also a Tuesday, who would have guessed? Finian will be in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the XP for catching him, which is great. Finian used to be a rare spawn. It yeah. still kind of is, it's- right? It's not that rare. It's pretty common around water. Yeah, yeah. But uh, remember when it first came out, people were like falling over themselves trying to get him? Yeah, like when it when it first came out. Now I've seen wild Luminian. So that's true. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, I guess less exciting. But for those of you that maybe not don't have one or are in desert biomes, now's your chance to catch all the fish. And then April Community featuring Snivy, of course. We already covered this. Upcoming new events. Now, this is interesting stuff. Or it will be interesting stuff once we learn more details. Based on what's here, I'm still already interested, but maybe I should hold my ponytail a little bit. Team Go Rocket timed research from Thursday, April 1st at 12 a.m. to Thursday, April 8th at 11.59 local time. That's p.m. Be sure to complete timed research to get a super rocket radar, which you can use to battle Giovanni. So you have a week to do it and you get yourself a super rocket radar, which is great. Spring into spring from Sunday, April 4th to Thursday, April 8th. You can look forward to a spring themed event. Look out for Chansey, Blissey and Happiny wearing flower crowns as well as other spring and egg themed surprises. Yes. Egg event. Egg I event. I, I think I think that might just mean executes and toke piece, but. Oh, well. I'm holding out hope. Egg event. Big event. Rivals Week from Tuesday, April 13th to Sunday, April 18th. Pokemon that are rivals will be featured, including some Pokemon making their Pokemon Go debut. Hmm. So mm. off the top of your head, what sort of pairs of rivals do you think you can uh you can think of? Uh I mean unreleased ones or just in the game? Uh in the game, or you know, if you have a, a good guess for what could be added, go for it. But I can't think of a pair right I now. I also but. cannot, but um Electabuzz and Magmar. Yep. Our big one, Sviper and Zangoose. Yes. Are another one. Uh, what are some other ones? Uh, Sock and Throw. Yeah, but the, those are regionals. Yeah, but so are well, they're they're sort of regionals. Yeah, so they've, are but they've, they've and, switched enough that they could even use this as an excuse to switch them again. They could. So, Same thing with Sviper and Zangoose. Yeah. So, I can't think of anything um, else. I'm sure there are plenty. They wouldn't do like Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee, would they? And no. Maybe, maybe uh, I mean, I'm thinking about Pokemon that I know like feed on each other or stuff like, like that. I know I know that uh, Carablasters eat cloisters because they can crab oh. hammer the shell. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think that counts as a rivalry. And what's a Carab- Carablast and Shelmet, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Carablast and Shelmet. But like, is that a rivalry or is that a symbiotic relationship? It's not even symbiotic. It's parasitic. parasitic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. I'm going to look it up after the show. But yeah, yeah, that'll be a fun one. Uh, sustainability week from Tuesday, April 20th to Sunday, April 25th. You can look forward to a sustainability themed event. Pokemon like Grimer, Trubbish. <laughs> And more will be appearing more often in the wild. And it's up to all of us to catch them. I don't know how I feel about that one. That is interesting. If if it's like a self-aware joke that's in the research, I think I'll be all about it. 
That's weird. If there's research, I'm hoping there is. Hobbit's like, we gotta clean up all of this trash. And he's look outside, it's a bunch of rubbish. It's like, go pick it up. That'd be great. Friendship Day on Saturday, April 24th. Celebrate friendship with a brand new event. And then April will end with a snappy event that will continue into May. So keep a lookout for more details later in April. Do they actually mean like snappy snapping or like well-dressed snappy? Kind of hard to tell. Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Mm. know. And every Monday in April, a free one-time bundle containing a remote raid pass and other items will be available in the shop. We enjoyed those benefits this month as well. It was quite nice. Quite nice. And that's it for April. Can you believe it? Uh, What what pops out to you the most? One thing from this month, if you had to be like, this is great. I'm looking forward to it. What is it? Can I say one thing that's absence pops out to me? Sure. I'm noticing a distinct lack of dark and dragon on this list of featured, not even a spotlight hour. And for those of you who are not keeping up, there are pretty (laughs) much no dark spawns at all in the current season's pool for the Northern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. I want to go as far as say as there is none, and the only access is via grunts and raids. Yes, uh, which I'm at 19 in each of those right now because I've been very faithful in doing those. Yeah, the the dragon one is just they're uncommon. Like they're, they spawn, they're just uncommon, obviously. So there was Dratini in the spawn pool uh, this past week. Yeah, yeah, the, they were spawning. Dark mm-hmm. were not, though, which is just silly. Right, right. It's a shame. It's a shame. But yes, I, I note that as well. But that being said, Meta conversation aside, I'm looking forward to Rivals Week. Now that we've had a conversation about it, it seems it, <laughs> I just hope that it's not like four pairs, like eight Pokemon mixed in with regular spawns. I would not like that. I like something more clever than that. What's more clever though? Like, I'm, there's there's a bunch of rival Pokemon. We're just not thinking of them right now. But I, I want them to take like a loose interpretation of that. Like, I don't yeah. just want Sock and Throw, like I or Zangoose and Saviper, which is actually like the quintessential rivalry that we can point to. I don't want just those. I want other ones that they can kind of like bend a little bit. So like Pidgey and Spiro, like I don't know, something like that, where like they show up in duos and occupy the same space. Like I want that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a bad example, saying. but yeah. I, I sort of get what you're saying. I don't know, though. Like Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan would be great for me. I think that'd be a great example of one. Um, and I know that Electabuzz and Magmar are already kind of paired off. But like from the anime, it was Scyther and Electabuzz. Yeah, OK, that's fair. I just wanted to be creative. I don't want to be like, oh, this is a great idea. Oh, man, <laughs> look at those featured Pokemon. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, it looks like April's got something for everybody, um, except for those of us looking for dark types. Oh, no. <laughs> At least in our hemisphere, southern hemisphere is like, whoops, what are you talking about? <laughs> we don't even have like hound hour right now. Yep. It's so weird. Anyway, that's it for the news. Uh, long as it may have been really excited to look forward to what April has in store. But March is not finished yet. We still have weather week and a bunch of exciting things. So uh, there you go. And that means it's time to move up into gear up. So this week on gear up with the return of Snivy as a community day 
Pokemon. We're going to be looking at the Gen 5 starters and what Community Day could look like for them in the future. We've waited so long. Will it be worth it? Spoilers, it's not, but we'll oh. get there. <laughs> first things first is Superior, as we're going to be getting shortly. Superior right now is just not good. It's it's really no other way to put it. It's got really low DPS. It's fairly squishy, although it's more or less on par with other grass starters. It's missing a little bit of bulk. The mono grass means it doesn't have any stab coverage, although it does have aerial ace, which is nice coverage in general. Yep. Frenzy plant. It's a great move. All the community day starter moves are. So, of course, it's an improvement, but not really anything to celebrate. It increases its DPS. It's not enough for me to even bother listing here and boring you with the numbers. It it doesn't even make like the top 30 or something like that of grass DPS. That, granted, that top 30 is including shadows, but still not good. Mm-hmm. It does help flip a couple of matchups in Great League, according to PV Poke simulations, which is kind of nice. But it goes from like a 42% win rate against the meta to like a 49% win rate. <laughs> That's so, good. <laughs> it's good. Like, it's not terrible. It's just why are you using it? Around 50% is competitive. Yeah, it's it's not terrible. That's why it's not terrible. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just giving our boy a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I guess I'm a little bit prejudiced against it because it's mono grass. It's boring. And that's kind of about it. And there's already so many good grass types you can pick in Great League. And they're really popular. It has a whole meta built around what grass type you're bringing type of type of thing. It's kind of a shame that we uh, start off with Venusaur, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Venusaur yeah. is great, though. That said, Meganium is better in Great League for the most part. Yeah. Just I still use Venusaur, though. I can't stand Meganium. You can't stand Meganium? I just don't like Chikorita. <laughs> I like Chikorita. I don't like Meganium, though. I don't dislike Chikorita. Not like a Gramble situation. I just am not fond of Chikorita. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that. It's got a necklace. Huh. That's fair. <laughs> but moving on from grass types to fire types, there's Embor. Now, Embor currently has an awful moveset. It's absolutely terrible. I think it knows Ember and Heat Wave as its highest fire type DPS combination, which is really bad. So Blast Burn is going to be an incredible improvement. It's going to go from 12.95 DPS to 17.08. That's really good. It makes it better than Charizard in terms of fire starters, purely on DPS, of course, although it's still slightly worse than Blaziken, but Blaziken is squishier, so... Yeah, it, it's a toss up. That said, in terms of PvP, Embor is really, really bad. Don't even look at it. It's it's abysmal. Blastburn generates one extra win over F- Flame Charge because that's the fire type move you normally bring. And you're not really going to replace Rock Slide and run Flame Charge Blastburn because now you have double fire and you have no coverage at all. Maybe if it got counter, it might be better. It currently uh, only has low kick, I think, for fighting. Yeah, but. you know, I actually ran to an M board today in GBL while I was 
frantically grinding out my matches so I can hit rank 10 <laughs> right before the show. Literally 20 minutes before we got started, I just dragged my butt all week. Uh, and it didn't do anything. Yeah. It didn't do anything. I don't think Blastburn is going to make it that great. He has, I think, low kick is low energy generation, right? Yeah, it's it's not good. It yeah, it needs some other rework to even be considered. I think. Okay. And even then, better fire types, better fighting types. Unfortunately, yeah. I was just like, is that a pig? Dang, that's a pig. Hey. <laughs> that reminds me of one time someone sent out a Suicune, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what <laughs> see well, that's kind of like the fun of like a low rank gbl you're like oh, i forgot that pokemon was in this game yeah i was like wait the question why why are you using that yeah oh <laughs> uh, that's the best part about low rank go battle league when you when you know what you're doing and you run into an opponent who doesn't like, yeah it's not about it's not about beating them because it's whatever it's just to see what pokemon they bring it's it's funny yeah it's hilarious and then it feels bad because you're really like punching down. But but sometimes a weird pick, it's kind of like, uh, and I'm going to make a League of Legends reference here, but like when high level players play with new players that don't play by the unwritten rules of the game. And so therefore they can't predict where they're going. And so they <laughs> they get outplayed by someone who has no idea what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens every once in a while. Rank two, rank three, it's a dangerous place. <laughs> also a dangerous place because you could run into like an ace or something while you're just climbing and you're like, well, I lost. True. That true. was my first match this season. Somebody with a jealous scent. I'm like, okay. You're like, well, <laughs> and leave? No, I fought him. I fought him. I got him within like a quarter of an HB bar of the nice. last Pokemon. It was close. But nice. anyways, we got one more to do. We're out of the water type. Samurai. It's the Samurai Pokemon. I doubt that's actually title. But another drastic improvement. Samurai held back by the fact that it only has Hydro Pump. But Hydro Cannon will put it pretty much exactly on par with the other water types. It's almost identical to Empoleon, about the same as Feraligator. It's worse than Swampert, but it still puts it in the upper tiers of water type attackers. Unfortunately, you know, that tier is dominated by Kyogre. And even Crab Hammer users crush it when they get a chance to be used even if they're really squishy mm-hmm. samurai is the formidable pokemon he's the um, samurai i no, that is not a title no i i uh, refuse duat or d d wot duat is the discipline pokemon <laughs> come on and okay now now given those two what do you think Oshawott is the playful pokemon the sea otter pokemon oh come on <laughs> gotcha <laughs> I shouldn't have said based on those two. I implied some sort of interplay, but there was nothing there. Nothing there. Oh man. Uh, I mean, it's still my my stat my statement still stands. Sea otter is synonymous with playful, but true, true. Hard to argue. That said, just a closing note now. Samrat Hydro Cannon dramatically improves it for Great League, but it's still really bad. It brings it from like eleven wins to seventeen. But that's still like 24 losses and a draw. So <laughs> it's it's bad. No, like Samurai has n- not any redeeming qualities, really. It can't even draw. It doesn't even have like opposable thumbs. It's got flippers. 
you know? It's wild. It's kind of uh, nice that it able to pull one out at least. So I'm a huge fan of Superior as a design. I, I love the starter. I don't have any excitement about it in Pokemon Go, unfortunately. Yeah. But here's hoping we get Embor and Samurott for Community Day sooner rather than later. Let's hope that in three months we see Tepig and in five months we see Oshawott. That sounds like a good timeline. I'd That'd be, be great. I'd be okay with that. That'd be great. So help me God if the May event list includes shiny Tepig. I'm <laughs> throwing something into a wall. <laughs> I'm retiring. <laughs> Uninstall. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle. It's now time for Pokalore. And now uh, we just finished up the trio of genies, which makes makes it so that we should probably move on to another great set of Pokemon. Uh Jokes on you. We're talking this week about Tynamo Electric, 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 and Electros. I don't know how to. I don't. I don't know how to emphasize the two E's. But the Elephish Pokemon, all of them, all of them. It's like Elephant, but instead of like little cheap butterflies, it shoots out just fish into the sky, and all the kids are like, "Oh, why is it raining fish?" Do you know what Elephant is? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think Elephish should be really worse. Like a lot worse a lot worse um but let's start with tynamo tynamo is a short white eel like pokemon with dark oval eyes and a red four point star shaped mouth a wavy yellow stripe runs along its body which has a long thin membrane giving it a tapered shape tynamo has an organ that generates electricity which it discharges when in danger a single tynamo does not generate much power so groups of tynamo move in schools and create a more powerful shock the Pokemon Company merchandise artwork and several TCG illustrations depict Tynamo swimming in or leaping out of bodies of water, which is not what eels do for the record. No, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit. Nope, not even close. Electric. Electric is a blue black eel like Pokemon with a beige underbelly. Its round toothy leech like mouth has red lips and its eyes have small pupils with yellow circle patterns around them as well as spots. Can't forget the spots. Beige fins extend from above and below its head, and its body is decorated with three yellow spots on the side, which are actually its electricity-generating organs. It has a red tail fin that resembles a fan. I guess in case it gets too hot, I don't know. Electric is a vigorous carnivore and has a good appetite. Upon spotting prey, it immediately attacks and paralyzes it then coils around it and shocks it with electricity from its circular electricity-generated organs before eating it. Mmm. It dwells in caves and marine environments. That sounds just absolutely terrifying. It's an eel. Yes. It's not eel-like. This one's an eel. This one's just straight up an eel. This one is actually an eel. Yeah, out of the three, this one's the eel. (laughs) But its description still says eel-like. Eel-like. Can't handle it. Electros is an eel-like Pokemon that resembles a lamprey with a long tentacle-like finned limb extending from its head. It has red eyes, a dark blue body, and possesses clawed, paddle-like arms with yellow spots and yellow and red palms. It has a beige fin on the upper portion of its body and beige fin-like legs below. It lives in the ocean, but it comes ashore to capture prey. It can use its arms to crawl out of the ocean and its sucker mouth to suck in prey. Ugh. After latching onto its prey using its sucker mouth, it drags the prey into the ocean. It electrifies prey before eating. 
Yes, this is why I have a fear of the ocean. Just all of these things. <laughs> come on, Chris. Come on. You, when are you going to stream Subnautica? N- n- never. <laughs> no, no, thanks. <laughs> Maybe. We'll have to figure that out. Stats. Max CP at level 40 is 2732, and at 50 is 3089. Nothing to write home about. 152 defense, 198 stamina, and 217 attack. Now those stats make it so that that CP is no big surprise. Best move set. This is an interesting one. Spark and Thunderbolt technically for your attack move set, although you shouldn't be using it for attack move set at all. But a spicy gym defender could run Acid Dragon Claw. Not that it'll be very effective, but people will be like, excuse me? And that's always <laughs> worth it. Ah, uh, jeez. So that's the Tynemo family. Uh, I hope you learned something today. All I did, I didn't learn anything new. I just reaffirmed my fear of the ocean. You, you, you learn how to say the Pokemon's name in some That's true. semblance. I didn't realize that there were two E's, and, uh, and that is definitely something I knew, or something new that I learned. So there you go. But uh, let's learn about other people's opinions instead in the Pokepole. So last week's question was, now that it's been several months since the Go Beyond update, what are your feelings on the level 40 plus experience? First one's from Bulbaseth7. They said, this might be an unpopular opinion, but it's not difficult enough. I love the idea of having the tasks to do in addition to gaining the XP, but most of them are able to be completed with a day or two, within a day or two, if you're dedicated enough or shell out enough money. Doing things like winning raids, trainer battles, and walking just doesn't seem hard enough to me. Interesting take. That's a hot take. I think uh, the difficulty is more around trying to do it quickly. That's fair. That said, I think I will agree in a certain capacity. I think the rocket grunt step is an appropriate level of difficulty. If it wasn't for the fact you also need 20 million experience for that step. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think they should have made the steps 10 times harder, but not require the experience if you do them the hard way. Because a lot of the steps you can do without getting 180 million experience. But I'm never going to see the access of step eight to max level to hit level 50 with three Pokemon. I think that's level 48. But so it just. It would have been neat if there was different ways to level up besides just exorbitant amounts of XP. Yeah, I mean, I agree to to a degree, but for those of us that don't just hyper focus on the task itself, I think the XP is just supposed to be like ensuring passive play and like a large amount of it. You're I saying it's just too, just too think much. it's too much. I, I just yeah. think it's it's unreasonable in terms of the experience. I get it. Yeah, but the steps do not correlate with the experience. That's the biggest one. They should have made one or the other balanced. If you want the experience to be the barrier, the tasks have to match. Because, you know, I'm going to sit at these four out of four completed for 42 because they went hard for the next, like, four months that it takes me to get the remaining, like, I don't know, six million experience I need, something like that. So, like, I understand and respect that position, but at the same time, like, I disliked the rocket step because I hated doing all those rockets so many in a row. So I was happy to not have to do 500 instead of like 50 of a thing, you know. But what I'm saying is it should have been either or, 
not one. So if I want to do 50 rocket leaders and get whatever, what was it? 14 million experience for that level? I don't remember. I don't know what it is. Fine. If I want to do 200, give me the level anyways. Because that seems like, you can adjust the numbers, obviously. That seems like an interesting trade-off. Somebody really likes to do rocket grunts, but they don't like farming friendships for a, or for experience, for example, because that's the best way to get experience. Yeah. Still. And that's your god at making excellent throws, which case, you do you. <laughs> varies from Pokemon to Pokemon for each person, I think. Yeah. I guess, for example, once I hit 40, I stopped really caring about experience because... It didn't really mean that much. I stopped using eggs. I got, you know, numerous best friends, a lot of ultra friends. And, you know, I'm probably 10 million experience less for it, let's just say. And technically, that's my own fault, but nothing in the game made me think the experience was going to be needed later. So I just wish there was, I just wish there was an alternative overall. That's it. There is, there is a universe somewhere parallel to ours probably where you would hit level four and you're like not good enough and you just went hard in the xp and this conversation is flipped yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, i hate doing all these rocket grunts oh wait that's the same conversation yeah it is yeah it is <laughs> anyway next one is from modders hello gents hello modders I'm currently sitting snug as a bug at level 47 with three weeks of walking 25 kilometers to go before i hit level 48 Thus far, my 40-plus journey has been a load of fun with a mix of super easy to rather tricky challenges, but also super frustrating in my hunt for XL candy. True. That said, I'd agree with the previous unpopular opinion. Could be harder. I'd keep the XP goal as it is, but beef up the challenges. How and what? Not a Scooby. One for us to ponder. I mean, I really like difficulty injected into the game, and I think Kyle does too, but to... To put words in your mouth, Kyle, I think that having a large amount of experience doesn't necessarily dictate difficulty. It just dictates time sunk into the game, right? It, it it represents a dedication to a certain degree, but it's not hard. Experience is very easy. It's just time consuming. Time consuming, yeah. yeah. But for people who are not efficient players, it is very time consuming, and that's the difference, I mm-hmm. think. You know, mm-hmm. someone who plays really efficiently without even playing that much can get, you know, 750 to a million experience in a week. Yeah. Like that's not that's a lot, but it's not unreasonable for somebody who actually plays Pokemon Go as like a primary game type thing. True. I would like to have seen more complex challenges and less experience requirements. Yeah, but I didn't I would want complex challenges. I didn't want do 500 evolutions or stuff like that like that i don't know that just seems like a lot you know what i mean yeah yeah that's fair but there's the step to get platinum badges and if it wasn't if it wasn't for some of the easier ones that would be in that same ballpark but i like the platinum badges one because it gives you different options to achieve that goal yeah exactly i mean i agree 100 percent. i think there should have been multiple avenues of approach true okay Next one's from Trent, and they said, I'm more or less XP-gated besides tasks at this point. All I need to do for 44 is to grind out some wins when I feel like either finding a partner to do that or suffering with Go Battle League. Besides the original lack of XL candy, I think it's the right amount of difficult. 
Hardcore players will breeze through this like nothing. Regulars will grind and then bless those poor casuals when they finally arrive. Don't assume anything. No casual will ever get to level 50. (laughs) Like literally in no universe possible. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, unless this game is around for a much longer time, and there are casual people who uh, are upset about a level forty requirement. Yes, that is true. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, The next one is actually an email from Barry Cherry. Hi, Chris and Kyle. Hello, Barry Cherry here again. Last time I wrote in, I was level thirty nine. I'm super excited to report that I am now level forty. Woo! Yes. Congrats. Congratulations. I had a lot of fun getting to 40, and I'm really looking forward to hitting level 50. Awesome. Must not be casual, Kyle. In response to the Pokepole, I thought I'd share how I felt about Niantic announcing level 50. I was around level 35 when they released the news, and I remember I was kind of disappointed. I had been grinding to level 40, but it seemed pointless with level 50 coming out. And then I saw the tasks that had to be completed with each level. I felt so intimidated and defeated. At the time, it felt impossible. Now that I've got a bit of more experience of playing Pogo and I understand the game more, I feel really pumped for the tasks ahead. I have a plan and a lot more resources, so I feel really confident that I can reach level 50. The goal is to hit 50 by the end of 2021. Maybe that's (laughs) unrealistic, but it keeps me motivated. Have a good week, guys. Very cherry. Unrealistic, maybe. It kind of depends on how hard you play. If you went really hard, you could do it, but... Just to put that in perspective, that's 128 million experience you need yes, by itself, ignoring all other tasks. It's a lot. That's a lot of experience in one year. <laughs> there's there's two things, though, in here that are the two important ingredients that make up the recipe for success with this. A plan and resources. Plan? Who needs a plan? We need plans, man. We need plans. That's why we do goals every week. We're yeah, like, but then you make the into- plan. And then you throw out the plan. That's true. Rules are made to be broken and plans are meant to be forgotten. <laughs> Thank you for the email and slash or response, Barry Cherry. The next one is also an email response from Rick. Hey, Chris and Kyle. Rick here all the way from the Netherlands. Longtime listener and first time writer. I love listening to the podcast as a beginning of the week every Monday. I'd like to introduce myself a bit. My in-game name is Master Ricky One, and am a level 48 Pokemon Go player. Nice. I'm a day-to-day player with my moments of grinding and raiding. 48 is pretty good. What are my feelings about the Go Beyond experience? I like the new features it brings. I had about 90 million experience when it, when it arrived, so I had a head start. Now I'm stranded on level 48, but not planning on hardcore XP grinding. Of course, I will take whatever I can get, but that's about it. The XL Candy is a love-hate relationship for me. One of my big goals after level 40 was to get a living dex of 100% maxed out Pokemon. Nice. Yes, that's level 50 now. You're going to be playing this game until 2029. Oh, man. And that just went from an almost impossible to an impossible job. But I like the grind for it. I currently have 115 different four-star level 40 Pokemon and 11 four-star level 50 Pokemon. Some level 40 Pokemon that I have are Patrat, Staryu, Mr. Mime, and Shuckle, but also some meta-relevant ones like Garchomp, Raikou, and Groudon. The fact that we get more XL from raids helps out by getting my Hundo Legendary Pokemon level 50, and I think they're improving the system step-by-step. 
I'll try to write to you guys more often and keep you all posted on my long-term goals. Have a good week, all. Holy cow. That's a goal. I hope you're trading for those hundos because I can't imagine actually catching all of them. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. That really is quite quite the goal. I'm very impressed. I'd love to to get some updates on on how this is going. This is uh quite quite the goal. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can't even process that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is a response from at Rickarazarus. Rickarazarus. I think I got that right. I like the idea that for every single level up, you have to focus on another area of the game like PvP, Team Go Rocket, Buddies, etc. It's neither too hard nor too easy, simply challenging so that at the end, you can call yourself a master trainer. That's true. I do yeah. love, I do love, and I think everybody kind of loves that each step is focused around something that it has a theme. And even the ones that don't have a theme seem to be you know, a difficulty level that you're like, okay, I can kind of plan out what I'm going to be doing with this. And that's kind of neat. That being said, I'm still mad at them that they made me do team go rocket stuff, but Hey, here we are. <laughs> Last response is from at Seabay. And they said, love the way they've done things with the new levels. My only complaint is with the XL candy. There is too much RNG with it. In my opinion, there should be a more guaranteed way to get candy from non-legendary and mythical pokemon i can say that they've done a good job of improving so far but as somebody who has gotten the short end of the stick on two separate community days that i've actually tried (laughs) i can also relate i am still upset about fletchling community day and i'm still clicking every single fletchling because i only need like 30 more xl candy to get one to level 50 so I'm I'm a little bit better oh, about man. that. Professor but. Willow called him. He said to get good, man. <laughs> but I, I can definitely agree. The RNG, it's a little bit much, especially because of the transferring and now trading aspect of it. It kind of puts a lot of steps in to maximize your XL candy, which not a lot of people have access to. Yeah, I just think like the catch XL candy and the transfer XL candy, because it's based on RNG, should be a bonus on top of a more stable and consistent and reliable XL system. Yeah, like if I don't know how you could possibly implement it, if it was as simple as every three catches got you an XL candy guaranteed in some capacity for the same Pokemon. Every time you catch your third Fletchling, you get an XL candy. Every time you catch your third Weasel. Weedle, you get an XL candy. I think as simple as putting it as your buddy, and then as soon as that buddy has hit level 40 and starts requiring the XL candies, it should start giving you an additional XL candy per kilometer. And that's it. They tried it's that. It's still a ridiculous they sort of, amount. They sort of did that. They immediately nerfed it. I just think that that just makes the most sense to me. Like, because if I want to get my Ratata, you know, to level 50, let me walk by Ratata to get XL candy. <laughs> See, the biggest the biggest problem here is Chris and I talked about this off the podcast, though, is cheaters. People who use phone rockers can clock 300 plus kilometers a week. Yeah. And people who use like actual apps that trick your phone to where it is like spoofing, but not actually spoofing can clock 300 kilometers in a day, for example. Yep. So I don't think tying something to walking is a, is a good thing for like a substantial reward. Yeah, that that's fair too. But at the end of the day, is that level 50, even if it's eradicate, 
going to really do anything for me. No. For you, no. But if it was a level 50 Meditite, well, like level 47 or whatever it is. Metacham. Yeah. Metacham is number one in Great League right now, for example. That, that's very, that's very, very true. And we haven't mentioned things like that before, but um, we should say that our official stance is because it's true that if you spoof phone rockers, all that sort of stuff, uh, you might not get caught tomorrow, but you will eventually get caught. They've already done large swaths of bands. It's not worth it. Don't don't risk your account just because you're a little frustrated about something. Don't do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would say the safe bet and the wise bet is to probably wait. They're actively tweaking this system. Um, They've been making small changes since it came out. That's why I'm saying that. And I think we can kind of in good faith hope that they'll eventually get it to a spot where it feels good. I'm still waiting for them to revisit Megas, though. Which is a similar system, but it's not in a spot where I use it all the time and I feel like I could, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. We'll see. We'll see. A lot of things going on in this game. But anyway, thank you very much for your responses, everybody. This week's PokePoll is, how do you feel about exclusivity in Pokemon Go? Should Community Day and event-exclusive moves stay exclusive, or should they eventually be added to the general pool or return to the game in some way? So... This question has is, is kind of twofold for me. One is moves, two is like the Pokemon itself and the the shiny, I yep. guess. One moves should always come back. It's they need to. And in my opinion, they should be coming back into the regular pool, but we know that's never gonna happen now. So as for shinies, that's the gray area that you know there's actually people debating about, I feel. They're like, I want this to say stay exclusive because I put in all the effort to get it originally. I don't want it to be devalued. And we've already talked about how that doesn't hold a lot of weight for Chris and I. Yeah. But I understand the argument and where it's coming from. I mean, every Pokemon catch is now date stamped. So, I mean, you're you're still exclusive because you caught it before everybody else had it. Yeah. I. I'm more interested in hearing somebody who has an argument for exclusivity. So here, so here's the thing. We've talked about how mo- that what they could do with moves and stuff like that to bring them back in and, stuff and, and make everybody happy. I actually am kind of going the other way now with move exclusivity. I think moves should stay legacy because I don't know about you, but my elite TMs, like I'm coming across them more than often enough, you know? And I mean, like, I think making having more opportunities to get them when they're not tied to something you have to pay for, like a community box or something else like that, like they are in GBL's rewards. If we had more of those, it'd be a healthier system and I could even more support move exclusivity. Yeah. I, it's a tough one in that regard because elite TMs are an iffy system because there's not that many. Right. Like, we're at what six free ones a year now maybe it's more than that i haven't fully paid attention it's two per season yeah and there should be there there will be four seasons in a year now so eight barring other things obviously right right that's not that many when you consider a go battle league team is three and those eight are you know charge tms potentially fast tms for different rewards stuff like that yeah. And some Pokemon need two just to be used, you know, stuff like Legacy Dugong. 
That that's true. Um, and also, I feel like I'm speaking from a point of privilege because I have lots of Pokemon from those days. If you were yeah. a new trainer starting off, like the buried entry is just astronomical. Yeah. I suppose. If you're if you're a brand new trainer and you want six Smackdown Tyranitars, it's the cost is so prohibitive it's not even worth discussing. Honestly. Yeah, I just think making elite TMs more plentiful would make it a fun system that would be interesting so do you feel like you had to work for that smackdown tyranitar instead of oh i paid for this box on this day you know yeah uh, but how do you make it more worthwhile in that uh regard? your seven day breakthroughs but do you make it a chance do you make it a no i drink? would i would say you get a fast and elite charge tm every single time that's 52 it's a lot i couldn't even use 52 in a year Granted, but like, okay, I've I've been playing the entire time, but fifty two is a lot, and you we have to think about this from Niantic side. They're they have a business. Their elite TMs make them money. <laughs> sure, if it was sure. once a month on top of what we had, I'd be getting a little bit better at things. It would be a little bit more reasonable, I think. Though. But here's the thing, though, too, is that we're talking about GPL seasons every three months, right? And so things are things are competitive for a little while and then things will change because new Pokemon are introduced to the pool, like getting one every seven days or getting one of each every seven days within a month gets you the ability to TM, you know, four charge moves and four quick moves, which is enough to make a whole team around within any given month, which I think is a healthy place. I mean, look, I'm not going to argue against you here just for the sake of it are you sure that's who, who am what I you kidding? do here what, who am i no that is exactly <laughs> what i'm gonna do because i agree with you but i yeah. cannot take your side on it because i know it's not realistic i think it's that's super it. unrealistic i'm just saying it would feel good if it was there yeah i mean it's i'm not gonna lie it's very on par with other gotcha games mm-hmm. and pokemon go is not a gotcha game but it has a couple of gotcha elements with eggs and stuff like that and random spawns but in that there's usually a premium currency that you can get a restricted amount of that helps you be more competitive. It makes, you know, levels up skills, stuff like that, which is comparable to an elite TM. Mm-hmm. You usually get a fixed amount of them for free. And it's a lot more than one every three months <laughs> Two yeah. every three months. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a really interesting conversation. And Kyle and I have talked about it. Uh, several times over the course of well the show since it's been a pertinent topic and so we thought it was about time to bring it to the pokeball so if you dear listener have an answer to the question how do you feel about exclusivity in pokemon go should cd and event exclusive moves stay exclusive or should they eventually be added to the general pool or return to the game in some way you can answer the question when we post on twitter or if you're a patron of ours in the patron exclusive discord uh, we have a whole channel for it uh, or you could always send us a voicemail to 262-8586-7717. Or you could send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get into emails and the rest of the show here, uh, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi-E for the PvP Corner segment. And this week, among other things, they're going to talk about Ultra League and GBL and answer some great listener questions of their own. I'm Fish and Ahita. 
and I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that uses all the colors of the rainbow. DeFi, what's going on in PvP right now? Well, right now we are at the very end of the Vortex Cup. I'm currently in four ongoing tournaments. I'm at a total of eight, five. So eight wins, five losses across those four tournaments. The one I'm thinking about ranking, I'm currently three and two with two rounds to go. Okay, nice. Um, I am running at a lot better than last month, like you predicted. I'm going 16 and eight. So pretty good win rate, but a lot of those wins are against lower ranked players. So I haven't actually beaten too many people who are ranked above me. And we just looked it up, and I am currently eight spots in the global ranking ahead of Fish. <laughs> so we are very, we are both right around that 1,200 mark in the global rankings. So it's going to be a race to say. I, I think we should have some kind of fun on-air bet to see who finishes higher in the rankings this season. Oh, well, I'm, be- I'm putting all my chips on you. Uh, oh, I mean, you're above me now. Seven in the con- Mr. Number seven in your continent. Of 12 now, thank you. 12 in your continent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're still ahead, and you're, you're absolutely the better battler. Hard disagree, but I appreciate the compliment. Okay, okay. So how about if I bet on you being the higher ranked and you bet on me being the higher ranked at the end of the season? Deal. All right, we're going we're gonna to come up with stakes, and we're going to announce them on the next episode. Sounds good. So there's been a new cup announced. It is called the Prismatic Cup, and we haven't dived into the meta particularly much. Uh, we want to do that probably next week, uh, where we have we can, we can have a lot more information for you. But for now, just a basic rundown is it kind of combines concepts from a couple of previous cups that they've had, where it's based around colors like the Rose Cup was back in Season 2. And it's also a kind of team-building cup where there's a group that you can pick from for each slot on your team, kind of like Voyager Cup was, again, back in Season 2. One thing I want to emphasize is that this is a white list cup. So that means that there are very specific Pokemon that you can choose from. You don't have all of the meta to choose from. It's only specific groups, and they are sorted by color. So you need to have slot one. You have a set of blue Pokemon you can choose from. Slot two is you have a set of red Pokemon to choose from. Slot three is yellow or white Pokemon. Four is green or black Pokemon. Five is brown or pink. And slot six is purple or gray. And this set of Pokemon that they have allowed for this cup is fascinating because... At the beginning of the season, the Silverina kind of designed their cups to be pretty adjacent to GBL. Like a lot of, like a lot of good picks in those cups were also popular GBL Pokemon. And that was done on purpose to kind of help GBL players who hadn't played the arena before to transition into that style of play. Now that that's kind of been taken care of, they're getting more and more eccentric and, and crazy with the metas so if you look at the list of eligible pokemon there really aren't that many pokemon that are gbl relevant there's i almost guarantee that you'll be building at least one new pokemon this month all right uh, I, I believe there's other stuff going on in pvp I, I don't know i don't know what that would be deeper 
I suppose we are currently in the go battle oh, league, yeah. yep. and yep, that other that yep. other PVP area that we work on. So we are still in the Ultra League until Monday, March 29th. Have you had any success with your teams, Fish? Uh, so I'm still running the Shadow Venusaur Wing Attack Charizard and Empoleon from last week, and I I do definitely enjoy it. Like it's a it's a kind of basic line. There's nothing particularly special about it, but it's fun to use. It's it gets the job done. It's got a lot of play against things that would typically counter it, and uh, I'm, I'm getting some good results. Awesome. So I'm using kind of a pretty standard Go Battle League line. Swampert in the lead with Machamp as a safe swap and Venusaur in the back. So pretty standard, pretty basic, but I'm having some pretty good luck with it. One thing that I've been running for fun, though, is a friend and fellow content creator, Kyla Kai, runs Fight Club in Ultra League. He runs Machamp, Surfetched, and Gallade. Oops, all fighters. Wow. So you run into one charmer and you're dead. <laughs> but when it works, it works really well. I ran this the other night and I got a 5-0 immediately followed by an 0-5. <laughs> so completely <laughs> neutral. But I had a great time. It was super fun. So Ultra League is running until March 29. And at that point, Master League comes in. We get the regular Master League, the Master League Classic, and Great League is there as well. And it's all going to be there for one week. We don't get any Master League Premiere, which is interesting, DeFi. It is, because usually when I run Master League, I go for Premiere because Dialga's not there. So that's why I've always really liked Premiere. And now it's not even an option for me. So I'm going to probably just stick to Great League for that week. You were going to do Great League anyway. Ah, shush. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in lieu of a deep dive this week, we are going to spend the rest of the segment responding to questions because we've got a few this week and they are absolutely our favorite piece of content to work on. We love getting those questions. So absolutely, if you've got something that you're wondering about PvP, send them on through to us. We'll have the details at the end of the segment. The first question is someone who actually reached out to me on Discord because he is a member of of the GoCast podcast Discord server. He says, Hey guys, love what you do on GoCast and when you're on BTW as well, which is the beginner to winner podcast. DeFi and I were guests on an early episode and uh, we, de- we definitely recommend them for newer players. Sorry for just reaching out, but I was wondering if you had any advice for someone just getting into the sylph scene. I'm about a 60% win rate in GBL, but never stick to a team. So I'm working on that to learn the strengths and weaknesses of it. I hate running the same thing everyone else has, and I know they run them because they're good Pokemon, but do you have any suggestions for a nice, fresh line to run? Thanks for even reading this, and if you don't have the time to respond, I totally get it. I took a shot. Hey, we read it. (laughs) We did it. You made your shot. So, Fish, what would you recommend for someone who doesn't want to run the the same thing that everybody else is running? Well, first, I totally get that. With with the arena, I'm I'm a lot more okay with using, like, meta, popular meta picks. But in GBL, I can't stand it. Uh, For some reason, the, the two are different in my mind. So, like, I never, ever use a Zoom ruling in Great League in GBL. I have not even built an altered form Giratina. I have refused to build Diaga for Master League. I prefer being different, so I get that. 
Um, with the Arena Cups, if you go to the Silph Arena website and go to the main page for the current tournament, you'll see a tab on that page called Cup Stats. And that tab will show you exactly what's being used by the general population playing tournaments and how much it is being used by percentage. So I think that is a fantastic starting point for looking at, okay, here's what everyone else is running, and here's how I can plan a different team that counters those Pokemon. Right. So if you take a look at those cup stats right now, I can see some of the top Pokemon in addition to Primeape are Galvantula, Frostlass, Mandibuzz, Hypno, and Ninetales. So if I want to find one Pokemon that can beat those top five or can at least hit back against those top five, I'm going to go with Crustle. And one way that you can find that out is by going to PV Poke, what we talked about last on last week's deep dive, and you can plug those Pokemon into a team builder and look at what threatens them as a whole. So if I take a look at all this, Crustle completely destroys a lot of those Pokemon. Ninetales completely destroys it. Galvantula, Frostlass, Mandibuzz does a great job. So using the cup stats in addition to PV Poke working together is a really great way to build those anti-meta spicier teams. We got another question from Pidgey Grabber DeFi. Quit grabbing them Pidgeys. And he says, Hello DeFi and Fish on a Heater. Over the last year, I have played GBL quite regularly. Reaching rank 9, rank 10 on season 5. I was veteran last season. Prior to GBL, I played in several Sylph Cups, and while it was fun, I always seemed to be on the bottom 50% and usually the bottom third. Even after watching YouTube content about breaking down the meta, how Pokemon perform, practicing, it still never really came together. I like getting together in person. I hope to do that again, you know, whenever that's possible in the U.S. And I've stepped back from remote tournaments, but I want to resume that as well. Now there's even less Sylph meta coverage on YouTube battlers that I watch. I don't mind losing. I really don't. I just want to show up with the confidence my clock would get cleaned, not clobbered, broken, and dismantled. Any advice for getting back on the horse? Best Pidgey Grabber. Uh, look, I feel you. <laughs> um, I understand. I uh, used to do a lot of work in kind of building up the, the competitive PvP scene in my local community. And one thing I noticed is that one of the easiest ways to lose someone from that community is if they keep on losing. Of course, we, we want PvP to be more about having fun than getting wins. But, you know, as much as, you know, we hate to admit it, the wins do definitely contribute to the fun part of it. So I understand how disheartening it can be getting dismantled like that. And I really miss getting together in person too. I'm really hoping... Um, for that to happen again in the U.S. soon. Maybe Sylph's next season, but I am looking forward to that as well. Pidgey Grabber, you mentioned a lot of the things that I usually do. I like watching YouTube videos and practicing. One of the things that really helps me a lot is doing practice tournaments, especially right when the meta is announced. So now that Prismatic Cup is announced, I'm in some servers that are talking about doing a practice tournament. And that really helps to put yourself in a situation where you're actually picking Pokemon and you're sticking with a team and you're learning a team without it really counting on your self rank. Or if you don't have a 
server that's running practice tournaments, finding a reliable practice partner is super helpful as well. And just setting up kind of regular appointments to battle when there's a new meta. How about you, Fish? Yeah, I mean, pretty much both of those things um, in full agreement with um, the like finding people to talk about PVP with, I think is actually more helpful than anything else you can do. Like YouTube videos are great, but it's more of like a generalized kind of for the masses kind of advice. It'll tell you like, Hey, this Pokemon is good for ultra league, but it won't exactly tell you how to use the Pokemon. Whereas if you have, a friend or a group of people that you can say, talk, talk about, oh, I'm thinking of running this Pokemon in my prismatic cup. What do you guys think? And they can talk about, well, it, it does well in these matchups and it can flip this matchup, etc. Um, that will help you learn a lot better than say what the YouTube videos can give you. Um, I also found, like Deef, I said, I also found practice tournaments super helpful and I will send a link to a discord server over to Chris. It's called Flash Tournaments for Everyone, which I have only started utilizing in the last month or so. And it's so, so good because uh, it's basically everyone on there is just looking to start up quick, friendly, you know, practice tournaments and sometimes ranked tournaments as well. You just um, type a command that says, hey, I want to run a practice tournament. And everyone who wants to participate, they react as well tournament organizer will create the tournament for you and you can run a quick practice tournament to test out your team so that's that's a really cool one as well one final thing is that learning how to flip the popular matchups in a meta is very very helpful like for example uh if you if you ever find yourself in a frostlass versus venusaur lead situation the frostlass wins that because uh, it gets to the avalanche at the same time as the venusaur but because Frostlass has a higher attack stat, it's going to get its Avalanche off before the Venusaur can get its Frenzy Plant. But if Venusaur has just one Vine Whip of energy lead, it flips that matchup over because it can then get to the Frenzy Plant earlier than the Frostlass gets to the Avalanche. So it turns that matchup around. And learning stuff like that it takes a long time to get them all memorized i still have very few of those things memorized myself but yeah once you can learn that it will really really help you to work your way out of bad situations all right. I hope that helped, Pidgey Grabber. We have one last question from Keenan. Keenan says, I've been stuck at home for the first part of lockdown, but recently have started to go on walks and play Pogo. What are some Pokemon that are good in the Ultra League? Well, I'm really glad that you have been going out for walks and you've been able to do that and play Pokemon Go. That's fantastic. And Fish, what are, would you recommend for a really good Ultra League starter pack for someone maybe just getting into the Ultra League? Well, the team I've been running for Ultra League is pretty basic and pretty cheap and simple to build. It is Venusaur, Charizard, and Empoleon. You don't have to run Shadow Venusaur like I've been doing. It's a, I think it's actually better non-Shadow, to be honest. And the Charizard does not need Wing Attack. It can do just fine with Fire Spin. Uh, the trouble with this team is that they all require Community Day moves. So if you don't have those Pokemon with their community day moves, and that obviously uh, will not work as well. Um, Swampert can be a decent replacement for Empoleon if you do have that one, 
But other than that, if you want a team that is running just no Com Day moves at all, you can try Magnazone, Machamp, and Gallade. Now, that's a bit of an interesting one because it has two fighters, and they're both weak to very similar things. So what you would do is lead with the Magnazone, and if you lose that lead, you switch to one of your two fighters. That draws out one of the fighting counters, and then generally Magnazone will beat most of the things that beat the fighters. So Magnazone can come back in after that and take out that fighting counter, and then you've got your other fighter in the back that can sweep the rest of the team. And if you don't have a Magnazone, one Pokemon that is super accessible right now is Melmetal. Because you no longer just need Let's Go Poke Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee to do the Meltan boxes. You can get them from transferring a Pokemon to Pokemon Home, which you can do right on your phone, which has been fantastic. I just ran a Meltan box and got 200 Meltan XL candy wow. and a bunch of regular Meltan candy. <laughs> wow. So That's I awesome. would highly recommend 10 out of 10 to do a Meltan box and build a Melmetal. You can build one for Ultra League. And then with all those XL candy you're getting, you can start thinking about building one for Master League. So glad to answer all those questions. If you've got questions of your own, send them through to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at fishonaheater underscore or at defye250. Or like this guy, you can hit us up on Discord if you happen to share a server with us. Other than that, We're going to hand it back to Chris and Kyle. Bye. Thanks much, Fish and DeFi. Appreciate the two of you as always. You're the best there ever was. Around. Now there's a guy. (laughs) I nailed it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, maybe you could show me up here and help us introduce the next session. It's emails. That's true. And no voicemails this week. But we got one in the two for next week already. While we were recording, we got another one. I saw it come in. Okay. This first email is from Simon. Hey, guys. First, thanks for providing great answers to my previous questions over previous episodes. Hey, you got it. That's what we're here for. I like what we got going on. I'm currently listening to old GoCast episodes. Started listening in November 2020. (laughs) So has about 110 episodes to catch up on they are still a great listen and give me some context around what i missed out on over the last few years also very interesting to listen to your analysis of things that were coming up after i already know the outcome creates another level of enjoyment i can only imagine how completely wrong we are and so yeah i'm sure the enjoyment is watching us predict something and then fall flat on our faces how long (laughs) do we talk about mega evolutions for And there were like some things we were like super confident about not coming into the game that did like remote raid passes. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. (laughs) So I am just coming up to 2020. I'm at December 2019. I am interested to listen to the next few months and see how things develop with the pandemic about to start. So my questions around this are one. If you could provide some advice to yourself in January 2020 about the year to come, what would it be? And two, if you could provide Niantic from January 2020 with some advice, what would it be? Thanks, Simon. Now, number two is really easy for me, but number one is difficult. <laughs> okay. Number one is difficult. What's number first? two first then? Oh, okay. Well, n- number two first to give advice to Niantic, it would be don't ever take away the 
stay-at-home bonuses yes. and keep them. Yes, that's my that's, answer, too. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think we can all kind of agree that they handle things pretty well, except for that window where like, oh, I think we're going back to normal. Everybody's like, no, we're not. Yeah. We're really not. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe if there's one other thing aside from that, because that happened like three-quarters of the way through, is tell them, work on your system for remote raid pass rating right now. Like, not in four months, not in six months. Like, right now, you will be so thankful it's ready because they would have made so much more money. It's true. It's true. And they're already making a lot of money off of remote raid passes. But, yes, they could have made more. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) But for number one for myself, I think, geez, I don't know. Kyle and I kind of use this show as kind of like a way to – this was definitely a coping mechanism for me. I don't know about you, man. Uh, but this kind of helped keep a semblance of normalcy. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think I would have done anything different, at least not related to the show or my Pokemon Go play. No. Yeah. If we're answering, if we're answering only Pokemon related, there's not very much advice no. that I've have. I think I've, I've lived 2020 in the way that I would have given any kind of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I were to actually go back to 2020 and give myself some advice. It would be to buy some GameStop stock in January 2020 <laughs> because, oh man, I would have been like, I would have gone to my dad and be like, empty your savings account. Yeah. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> so easy. That's true. That's 100% true. But anybody who cares about any stocks wishes they could go back a year. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, it just happens to be that this one is like super in the spotlight like an extreme example but yes 100 percent. yeah there's definitely a lot of advice i give myself in in real life uh about personal things but yeah pokemon go related i think i've got it pretty much wrapped up wrapped up 2020 was just i'm really happy what are you talking about we're on uh day 487 of 2020 just like like that email we got last week that was like it's been somewhere between a week and in like 10, 10 years. years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thank you for the email, Simon. Next emails from Shining Lugia. And they said, Hey, Chris and Kyle, my answer to the poke poll is yes, it feels impossible to get to level 50. For you guys, I bet you already have experience, so it's a fun challenge. But for me, I'm level 33, and I don't know how it's possible for me to get to level 50 in less than three years because I'm not even halfway there to level 40. Once I get to level 40, I'll just take it easy on the experience and get it through just constantly playing. I haven't been getting out to Pokestop. I haven't been getting out to go to the Pokestop in a five-minute walking distance, so I hope when it gets warmer that I can go out every day. This is the first time I am setting a serious goal for myself. Yes. Usually I just play the events, but I want to do 35 Go Battle League matches and show off to Kyle that if a 13-year-old boy who is level 33 can do it, then you can too. Episode 127, Kyle set a goal to do 35 Go Bally matches. So I'm going to try and one up him. I'm pretty sure I only did 15 that week. So. Reference the episode number. He's got your number, dude. <laughs> P.S. Last episode, Max had a Hariyama with steel moves named Tetsu Tetsu. I just want to say I got your reference as well. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I just I just want to say to you can you can relate to to me a little bit less so to Chris about experience woes i might have more experience but i am i am woefully woefully short and experience locked still <laughs> he's woefully short he means an experience he's rather tall in real life i i am i am rather 
almost exactly average in real life. You're right? like a little bit taller than average. I'm I'd like five ten. That's like literally statistical Wait, average you're for only an American. Five ten? I'm only five ten. That there's no maybe way. I'm five eleven on a good day, but no, I'm no. I think it's because when you get excited, you stand on your tippy toes and start raising your voice. I think that might be it. That might be it. Okay. Thank you very much for that email, Shining Luke. Yeah, the next one's from John. Hey there, Chris and Kyle. Hey. John here yet again for team email. Hope you guys had a great charge up event. And as we head on into the weather week today, I decided to write in to address the recent announcement of the friend increase coming to Pokemon Go in the near future. We forgot to mention that in the news. Well, here we go. They're increasing it to 400. Eventually, it'll be taking an unknown amount of time, but we're going to have 400 friends, which is great. I think this has been needed for quite some time now. And while I'm all for it, there are some issues that I feel need to be talked about. Yes, I am very much thrilled that we are finally getting an increase. But with the 200 friends that we already have, along with the friends list UI, it's already clunky enough as it is. I think doubling that is just going to make it even more messy. On top of that, it doesn't make sense that we are soon going to be able to have 400 friends, but still limited to opening 30 gifts and only holding 20 gifts at a time. Do you see the issue here? It's not well balanced at all. At the bare minimum, we should be able to open or hold 50 gifts. What do you guys think? Anyway, that's all I've got this week. Have yourselves a good start to the new event and keep on catching. You betcha. All right, Kyle, do you think that with an increase to friends to 400, we're going to need to revisit some of those limits? Oh, man. for Forget the limits for a second. They need to revisit the UI because the UI was bad when it was first released. True. And we've only done two improvements since then. Okay. The UI is, is okay. It's poorly optimized. No, it's bad. Oh, really? You, 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 you don't you like can't, the way that that, like the sorting and everything? The, the sorting is good. It's like being able to see your friends in the list that's cool and everything. There's no way to easily open gifts. There's no way to easily send gifts, which is what the friends list is for very true that's the big thing you have to go through three animations to open a gift and then three animations to send it now you can skip the opening animation but you can't skip the sending animation because the skip does it doesn't work the the way it's done in the game it just doesn't work yeah yeah and then you have to swipe to get to the next person which thank the lord we can do now that was off. the quality of life update that we was one of the, that's one of the two updates i said they did <laughs> So thank God, but I would not even care about the gift limits if it was easier to maintain your gifts, maintain your friends list, like change the view to see them in a grid instead of a list, something Mm -hmm. like that. You know, that said, I totally understand like a 50 gift limit. That is a pretty reasonable option, but I want to point out one thing. They're only raising the friend list capacity for one real reason, and it's because of the referral system. Oh. You have to add someone to your friends list to refer them. You, they can't just use a code. They have to use a code and then be on your friends list for it to go through. They're making room for all those new alt accounts people are going to make. Yes. Yes, they are, actually. No, stop it. No. <laughs> Look, we've already established. I already told you how much people are walking by cheating. That's if true. they cheat on a secondary account, what's Niantic going to do? Uh, b- ban that alt account. 
and then they're fine because they've already logged out of it for the last time because they got their free 30 rare candy. True. True. So, but that's the the point though is that it will very much be used for all the accounts. But so I don't expect a change to gifts in any timely fashion because it's being done for a different purpose, more or less. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to to disagree with that. I think you're right on a lot of points, even though I I kind of hate to admit them. Um, yeah, but I know, I know. Yeah, it, it, but no, it's true. There are just some flaws in this system, and there are with a lot of different ones. I should say that there really isn't a referral program or a friend program or any other sort of program in any of these games that are like Pokemon Go or even unlike Pokemon Go that is not susceptible to. Uh, abuse in some way for people to get ahead so pokemon go is not unique in that situation it's just almost uh, funny that with referral system they're just like hey <laughs> you need more room for <laughs> your second phone <laughs> yeah to start making i mean accounts? if if the reward had been behind like hit level 30 or something yeah no one would have cared no one would be power leveling an account or cheating or whatever if they even moved that rare candy task to win five raids that's fine. Five days work. Let somebody go through that effort to cheat on an alt account then. That's significant. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more significant, I guess. Yeah. At this time, I feel like I should mention that uh, having multiple accounts is uh, against uh, terms of service. Yeah, it's very not okay. <laughs> very not okay. That said, it's never stopped anybody. Everyone knows somebody uh, yeah. walking around with four phones in their hand. Right, right. And we, and we even celebrate that. Remember that Pokemon Go grandpa in Japan who had that yeah. big phone set up, that whole bike set up with like 50 phones? We yeah. celebrate that level of extreme because it shows dedication. Mm-hmm. So it's in a weird sort of gray area where it's like against TOS, but at the same time, it's like common knowledge. Everybody does that sort of stuff. It's a weird, it's a weird topic. That's that we know people get banned for spoofing. How often do people get banned for multi-accounting? I don't know that they're really tight lipped about that sort of stuff, which is smart on their part. I I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say not very often because it's positive for Niantic as bad as that might sound. But the argument for spoofers is that that's also good for Niantic because they spend a lot of money. Yes. Which is why they don't ban them immediately because detecting spoofing should be a lot easier than you would expect. Yeah. I don't know. I can't speak to that. I don't know anything about how that tech works behind the, well, but like, it, I, I mean, from what I've seen, people say you wait two hours to log into your other account, but people are teleporting across the world. You can't get anywhere in two hours. You can't even get out of the state two hours where we live. <laughs> you can't even get through the security check at O'Hare, at in, O'Hare two hours. in two hours. <laughs> 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 Anyways, though, I think we can move on. I'm sorry. We got a little sidetracked. <laughs> Gosh, this like a this I t- I said at the beginning of the show that this that this episode is gonna be full of good discussion topics. I didn't think we were gonna go to the places we've gone today. Just let me just say that <laughs> there's been there's been a lot of uh, hot topics here. Like I'm all in the nineties. What? A lot of hot topics. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Next email is from Mitch. He said, "Hello, Snivy and Snot or Chris and Kyle. Snivy Community Day. The cycle returns. I hope." I was waiting for Mitch's email, honestly, because I haven't seen his thoughts yet. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this community today. When I look at this announcement objectively, I'm way, way less excited because this is not the true shiny release of Snivy. Niantic really dropped the ball, but I hope this represents a return to form for community days. I do, however, doubt that May will be a pseudo legendary. Who knows? Tynamo community day? 
Please no. Oh God. Please Wait, no. what does Tiny Little Shiny look like? Is it good? It's all right. Yeah. It, it has so much potential. <laughs> also, a quick note on adding different Pokeballs to go. I think a super easy thing that can be done is reskinning normal Pokeballs to Safari Balls for Safari Zone live events. That way, Pokemon caught during Safari Zone would all be more special. There's a lot of room for unique Pokeballs to go, like a backpacker ball that has increased effectiveness after you've walked five kilometers in a single session. It has a fertile field of ideas and speculation, indeed. Just going to pause there real quick. I definitely do agree that there's so many things they could do. I just worry that it would be too bloated in the game. Yeah, let's take a moment to recognize the fact that Harry Potter Wizards Unite has a lot of subsystems in it that a lot of people have asked for in Pokemon Go, such as kind of like class specializations and other such Mm -hmm. things that add a level of complexity that especially us that came from like an RPG uh, base where they're just like, oh, it'd be really great if I could be like a raider and I have bonuses in writing. Like, yeah, that'd be great. But one of the great things about Go is that like anybody can pick it up and play it even if it's your first game because it's that accessible and yeah. you don't want to ruin that because it's super valuable. Yeah. I will also say of, I haven't played wizard tonight in like a year and a half, but all of the potion ingredients on the ground. So tiresome after a while. And that's very comparable, <laughs> I think to. Yeah. To that's very, very true. This. We we should try giving that game another world. I wonder if it's changed uh, like in a substantial way. Uh, I, I only have time for one like geolocation game in my life okay okay but you're already in the other place (laughs) like if if we weren't doing this podcast i'd probably like take a month break from pokemon go try wizards unite see how Mm -hmm. it felt yeah you never know but i can't do it both at once just doesn't work for me no that's true but there's more to this email mitch said camping was fun with a few changes to the original plan we ended up hitting guadalupe mountains white sands Carl's Bad Caverns, and Bandelier National Monument. It was awesome. I think the true success of this was that I managed to fit four dudes and all of our camping equipment in my little Hyundai Veloster. Veloster? Veloster. A toaster? Toaster. It sounds like a toaster. Yeah, sure does. Tight fit, but worth it. My grand total of shinies is one shiny Aaron. I'm questioning my existence. That's it? Oh, no. Oh, how the, the mighty have fallen. I did manage to keep my catch streak going for the masterwork research, so that was a victory. Goals. Old. Platinum backpacker. 67 stops left. Yes. Handily. Catch a Therian Thunderous. Two caught. He skipped leg day. Therian forms are growing on me. One million experience. Yes. Almost halfway to 48. New goals. Shiny, rainy cast form. Ooh. Platinum rising star metal. Three unique species left to raid. Ooh. Interesting. Like, that just means you got to start doing ones. You're like, have I ever done you? I don't know. Here's a raid pass. You finish yeah. it and you're like, oh, dang. <laughs> you're like a pig knight? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know if I have a gold in that medal. I'll check in just a second. Oh, I want to uh, check too. But last goal, 1 million experience. It's a good it's a good number. I return to streaming this week, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Shiny vibes all. Cook's gravy, among other names. Uh, is this it? I do have gold on that medal. 
So there is. Oh, that. do you? How far I away do. from platinum are you, though? That's the real question. I am halfway. That's a lot. I have. I am at seventy-one out of one hundred and fifty. I'm at one thirty-three out of one hundred and fifty. Ooh, I know Chris's goals soon. I, I, that's that's a fun one to chase. It's not something I don't think I don't think I could cover that distance in. Uh, or that amount rather in a week. Uh, no, because there's not a there's not a freight Pokemon. Yeah, there's even if you haven't done any of them. Right, right. And to be super honest with you, with Rayquaza coming back, I know where my passes are going this weekend, and it's not yeah, random oh, Pokemon. I need to buy more Poke Coins, Chris. It's Rayquaza. All right, but thank you very much for your email as always, Mitch. It's good to have you back. Sorry that you didn't catch more than one shiny Aeron, although if you had to choose one shiny, that's hilarious. That's the one to get. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, if you'd like to send us an email just like these fine folks did, you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to send us a voicemail, you can do so by sending it to 262 586 7717. Visit our website for all things GoCast related, gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily, you can do so via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Cyprian Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Laurie, Sforts, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tesh. Thank you so very, very much for your generous support. We appreciate you very much. And thanks for helping keep the digital lights on. But if monetary support isn't your thing, it's not possible, you don't believe in it, whatever, whatever the case might be, you can still help support the show by leaving us a review. And we'll start reading uh, reviews uh, once we start getting them in, as we get them. So that'll be fun. Uh, it, it's free, easy to do, takes like about a minute, helps us out a bunch. So please, and thank you in advance. That means it's the end of the show, though, which means we have but one final thing to do, Kyle. <sighs> And it's goal oriented. It's goal related because we're setting goals. I've already got one. Uh, I'm still thinking of my other ones. (laughs) Look, I'm tired of hatching 7K eggs. Are you? You can move on to 5Ks. Over my dead body. (laughs) I have hatched. I don't know, probably 200 7K eggs since we started talking about this. I've got like 55 Stunfisk XL candy. Nice. No, not nice. But you need it. Yeah, I need 226 of it. Better keep going, man. I. It's so uncommon. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and like, I thought I was going to go out and catch some during the event and stuff like that. I didn't find very many. I also didn't get a chance to play as much as I wanted to. So Sure, sure. Put that evolve back on there. Get the platinum evolve. Oh my god. Okay. Maybe do that tomorrow night. Evolution metal. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm so close to platinum breeder. Do it. And it's not enough. To, it, I can't do it in one week. It's too many. How many it's is it? 84. You can do it. I don't you can do I can. it. Probably not. But you I mean, can do let's it. set the goal. Set the goal. I will. Like 98% fail that, but I will try. Okay. Uh, and 300,000 experience. So that'll put me over 40 million. So to make up for what I didn't get last week. Okay. Nice. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to stick with. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Sounds good to me. Um, I've got four shiny rainy cast form. I'd oh like to God. get that this week. Get out of here. 81 million experience. It's like 
six hundred thousand away. Uh, I would really like to hit that because I'm getting so close to the next level. All I need is experience. So let's get it going already. Finish dark types uh, for catching. I'm at 19 out of 30. I think I can maybe get 11 or at least close for it to be kind of fun for a goal to chase this week. And then one additional shiny Rayquaza. I've gotten two, I believe. Two or three. I don't know. But I'd like to get another one this weekend while uh, while Rayquaza is back in raids. Seems like a fun thing to hunt for. That being said, that's the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. And we'll see you next week for episode 138. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.